Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 This episode is brought to you by Hostfully, a company that helps you make beautiful guidebooks for your listing. Make your own at hostfully.com slash pad. And as a special for Get Paid for Your Pad listeners, you'll get a free guidebook consultation after you make your guidebook. Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today I'm discussing the news in the world of Airbnb with Sylvia Lee, who's the head of marketing at Hostfully. So Sylvia, welcome. How are you? Hi, Jasper. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm really excited to be on this episode and looking forward to chat uh, everything about Airbnb. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. And there's a, we selected a few interesting news items and uh, let's dive right into it. The first thing we'll talk about is very timely. Uh, mm-hmm. Trump, Trump has, ne- has just been inaugurated, uh, I think, a, f- a few days ago, right? Yes. He, I mean, basically it was on uh, Friday, so we have four more years to go. Okay, I'm sure you're very excited about that. Uh, I'm trying to keep myself very optimistic, so <laughs> hopefully everything goes right these upcoming four years. But um, the interesting question is, how would Airbnb fare under Trump? So let's uh, let's look at some of the things that Trump has announced that he will do, and think about how that will affect Airbnb. And it's this is an article on uh, on CNET.com that mm-hmm. came out. Well, first of all, I think uh, Airbnb has a lot of ambitions in China. The article mentions that Trump has repeatedly said to be tough on China. He wants to impose like trade uh, barriers and all that kind of stuff. So the relationship with China could uh, deteriorate a little bit, which might harm Airbnb's ambitions. What What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Obviously, China, it's a huge market. I mean, uh, Uber tried really hard to break into it. But I mean, it says in the article that there was like so much competition with, in this case, Didi, the like basically Chinese Uber. And I think, I hope that, you know, Trump, you know, takes business a little bit more serious with China because it's a huge market. And I think Airbnb will struggle a little bit, but hopefully things will work out pretty well in this market because I personally know a lot of Airbnb hosts in China right now. Yeah, I actually interviewed a person from uh, Shanghai a few weeks ago, um, and she's doing really well in uh, in Shanghai with Airbnb. Um, the one thing that might help Airbnb is the fact that Trump really seems to hate regulation. Mm-hmm. So that could be that could yeah. be good. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems to me that obviously as he, he was a hotel owner and and he was a business person, so obviously you know anyone that does businesses knows that there are so many laws and regulations. And I think, I mean, as a Republican itself himself, um, he would rather have 
less regulations on, on big corporations. And that actually might help Airbnb since they have like, a, you know, teams and teams of just lawyers, you know, lobbying for, for certain policies right now. Mm hmm. Right. Well, the interesting thing is that even though he says he doesn't like regulations, he also said <laughs> that he wouldn't allow tenants in his own buildings to rent out their homes on Airbnb. So, that's, yeah, I mean, that, he that, he's an interesting character. I think uh, I, I hope I'm not wrong, uh, but I think uh, obviously he he tries to, uh, you know, look out for his business and, you know, look for better profits and more revenue. But did he have uh, disassociate himself from his corporations so that there um, there won't be like a you know like a double uh, interest? Yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure because I'm not super involved with U.S. politics. But I think uh, to be president, you have to disassociate yourself uh, from any business. But I think what he did was he uh, you know changed the ownership to someone in his family. If I'm not wrong, right? So the conflict of interest pretty much still exists correct <laughs> um the other thing he's uh he's really big on is uh cutting the taxes for corporations now i don't mm -hmm. actually know does airbnb even make a profit right now um i believe they are profitable but of course uh not not as much as the hotel business per se but i i think uh i mean they they're moving fairly fast but you know, with all the corporate lawyers fighting and lobbying for stuff, uh, I think their growth has been pretty steady for the past, you know, few months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, if they're making a profit, I don't think they're making a huge profit because, you know, obviously they're investing a, a, a ton of money in growing um, the different markets. But I think eventually the reason that they're valued at 25 or $30 billion is obviously that investors believe that in the future they're, they're going to make a huge profit. So, but, uh, but for the time being, I don't think that those, uh, those tax cuts are going to help them that much. Yeah. But yeah. in general, my uh, perception of what, of the things that Trump is saying is that, I'm very skeptical whether he's actually going to implement a lot of the things that he says yeah. because he's already gone gone back on some of the stuff, right? He he said he was going to like drain the swamp, so to speak, and and not have, you know, career politicians in in big positions and to have like business people and stuff like that, but he that didn't happen at all, did it? Um I think from what I've seen so far, he's actually, you know, pr obviously promised a lot of things. Um and on on his first day, uh, he has already like you know not done what he said he promised to do. But I think what I found interesting, and it says it on this article, is that for example, he's working with a lot of tech founders from big corporations like Uber that are working on you know things related to the on-demand economy. And it seems to me that he's actually putting people like nominees to like you know transportation in this case for Uber. Uh, and he's actually interested in working with these tech leaders to hopefully improve the tech industry, which in this case, Airbnb will fall into. Mm -hmm. Right. So that would be very good news for Airbnb. Right. Awesome. Um, let's move on to the second topic of today. There's a, a really long article that came out in on a website called Priceonomics. And it's all about the rise of the professional Airbnb investor. 
And uh, I think this is a really interesting topic because, you know, more and more people are starting to realize that there's a big return on investment uh, to be made with, with Airbnb, especially uh, compared to other types of investments that you can do with the interest rates so low. Um, everyone's kind of looking for places to to put their money and make a good uh, return. And, uh, you know, it's it's a great article. It, it's very long and it discusses all sorts of stuff. But uh, I think the most interesting part is they talk about the professional, like the big real estate companies, right? There's Because, yeah. you know, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of individuals investing in Airbnb like like myself. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's also the, the really big trusts that own like, 10, 20,000 units, you know, they own these huge buildings with, with, you know, 500 apartments per building. And the question is, you know, what's going to happen if those guys are going to get involved and and when are they going to get involved? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, just by reading through the whole article, it's, it seems to me that like, there are a lot of people interested in getting into the Airbnb industry. And even when I was at the Airbnb open, I actually met a host. He was a super host and also like a property manager from Japan. And he actually currently had more than 40, I think he mentioned 40,000 listings. And obviously I was like, wow, how do you manage all of them? And um, he didn't want to mention it, but I think there might be, you know, something going on. Uh, definitely Airbnb is, you know, talking to, to these folks um, and see if there's any potential. So I don't know how that will go, but I think, uh, they are going towards that direction, right? Where they would uh, team up with the uh, with the big real estate companies um, to you know set up some some sort of system in which the real estate companies would allow their their tenants to to list on Airbnb. Right. I mean, it's it's probably really hard to like you know upload all those listings. Um, so they probably have like some sort of software where they can automatically integrate uh, whatever they're using now to, to Airbnb so they can put all those listings uh, into their system. Mm-hmm. The article also talks about the the number of professional investors that are using Airbnb right now, and they're trying to make some estimates that are pretty interesting. And they found some data from the city of New York, where apparently 94% of Airbnb hosts in New York City rented out two, uni- two units or fewer. So only 6% has three units or more, which which they then call you know a professional investor versus an individual, um, right. but those six percent, they were responsible for a third of the of all the bookings and and the revenue in the city. So even though it's a small percentage, you know, revenue wise, it's actually like uh, quite a big part. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty huge number, um, and I think they, I mean, they get a lot of demand on Airbnb. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that these properties have already existed for a long time, but Airbnb has been a new way for them to distribute. And get more um, get more supply of of guests, and it's going pretty well. And then, and I'm seeing I'm just by talking to to more property owners with just thousands of listings, it seems like this is the way to go. Although I think you know at, at a certain point it might get saturated, uh, especially if there are like for example in this case real estate companies getting in and, and putting thousands and thousands of listings. Uh, the market might get saturated for hosts. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And according to the article, and I think this makes sense, the okay. biggest threshold for the big real estate companies to get involved right now is all the regulatory uh, uncertainty that uh, exists around Airbnb. So they don't want to burn their uh, burn their hands on uh, you know doing stuff that's that's not legal and can damage the image of the company. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's still pretty premature to say that you know there will be more real estate companies getting into Airbnb just because, again, you know, the, the market is still pretty early. Um, they don't want to start paying, you know, thousands of dollars to, I mean, millions of dollars to lobby certain things. Um, and it seems to me that at least on the real estate side, they are probably doing pretty well. Um, they are a, like a multi-million dollar business. Um, and, I mean, they're probably doing some testing, but so far, not really good signs yet. Right. And I think that uh, to your point, you know, when those big companies are going to get involved, I think the the profitability of, of doing Airbnb in terms of uh, return on investment, uh, which will definitely mm-hmm. uh, will definitely go down. So uh, you know, there's a, there's definitely a point to take advantage of the opportunities that are out there now before uh, before the big boys come in. Yeah, I mean, totally. I think the unfortunately, right, the margins uh, will get smaller. Uh, but I think like individual hosts and even hosts that have you know a couple of listings can offer a different type of experience compared to, uh, you know, huge real estate companies getting in just because the, the service is more personalized um, and you get, you know, one-to-one with, with hosts, I mean, with guests in this case, but I mean, compared to real estate companies, it, it's more like outsourcing something and, and you know, renting out uh, an apartment in this case mm-hmm. you don't get that personal touch yeah absolutely absolutely well there's one there's one point being made in the article that i find that i think is really good um, they say there's no city where a property owner can know exactly how airbnb will regulate it or even if it will mm-hmm. be legal 10 years down the line and uh you know obviously big companies they they're you know they have a pretty uh long timeline that they look at right totally um i think uh, if they make a huge investment like this, they'll probably try to make sure that in the next upcoming years, they will make some sort of profit. So, um, you know, in an industry like real estate, which is actually not super high techy, I think uh, they'll try to make sure that those numbers make sense and there's not much, you know, risk taking, but instead they want to make sure that uh, everything goes right and that they will get an, a good return on investment. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't like to take too much risk. I, uh, I right. think. Host, I can't emphasize how important it is to share recommendations of things to do or eat near your listing beforehand. Your guests won't have to go through TripAdvisor, Foursquare or Yelp. They won't have to scratch their head and think about possible places right in the moment. I've been using Hostfully to create an online and printable guidebook to show my guests my favorite coffee places in Amsterdam. They use my recommendations and I'm getting fewer questions from my guests as a result. I've also included screenshots of my guidebook on my Airbnb listing as a way to differentiate my listing from others. So make your own guidebook at hostly.com pad. 
All right, let's move on to the third news item of today. And this is an article in the Miami Herald, and it talks about how hard Airbnb has hit the hotels. I think this is a topic that comes up uh pretty regularly but uh but the interesting you know is there's a lot of uh there's a lot of talk about it and obviously the hotels are, are saying that airbnb is, is a really bad thing and airbnb is saying no we're actually you know we're not hurting the intel industry but um this mm-hmm. article provides some actual data on the matter which uh which makes it interesting um yeah i think those numbers are, are very interesting and, and we're going to talk more about it right now yeah, um, so let's let's go through some numbers. In we're talking about the Miami Dade area, which apparently is a very big market in uh, for for Airbnb. And there's a, there's a company who's who's gathered a bunch of data, and they say that Airbnb share of supply, demand, and revenue in the overall lodging industry, it's supply eight point five percent, demand three point six percent, and revenue two point eight percent. Which basically means that's you know they're much bigger in terms of supply than demand, which means that you know the occupancy rates in, in Airbnb are much lower than for hotels. Which uh, and they also provide numbers on the occupancy. Uh, apparently, hotels it's seventy seven point five and Airbnb only thirty point nine. So you know in terms of revenue and demand, it's it's only about three percent of the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I mean based on the numbers uh, of course you can you know get some conclusions one is that airbnb is still a pretty you know early and, and small market compared to hotels which have you know existed for decades it's a harsh comparison per se i think just because you know again hotels have been here for decades while airbnb has been here for all, almost a decade um so i think these numbers will outgrow a little bit um but so far, I think I'm not a hundred super surprised, but I would say that it, it makes sense. Yeah, no, I I agree. Airbnb is just in the media so much that you feel like it's you know it's just completely taken over the world, and you forget that you know in the in the in the bigger picture, it's it's actually it's actually still a very a very small you know small part of uh, of the total accommodations industry, and and they also mention yeah. the the daily rates, average daily rates. Because Airbnb likes to say that that Airbnb is is cheaper than hotels, right? That's one of their sort of big mm-hmm. market marketing uh, quotes, so to speak. But uh, the report says that the average daily rate for a hotel was one hundred and sixty nine dollars, and for Airbnb one hundred and forty nine. So that's a twenty dollar difference. Different. Yeah, which actually yeah. I f- I feel like it's, that's not so much, huh? It's not a big difference. Yeah. I think uh, in this case, this article provides data from from that specific area, and I, I would agree with you that you know twenty dollars is not a huge difference, especially if like you know hotels are usually located in areas where there are a lot of touristic things to do around. But also, I mean, it's easy to get into like a you know bus probably compared to an Airbnb. I, I was actually really surprised as well that the price wasn't super different. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I think um, there needs to be extra research in in this specific part, especially if Airbnb keeps quoting that, like you know, Airbnb is much cheaper than staying at a hotel. Well, from my own experience, I've been using Airbnb for about six years now, and mm-hmm. I've definitely seen 
an increase in average prices for Airbnb. And I think it has to do with the fact that mm. Airbnb hosts are getting smarter. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who's teaching all these hosts <laughs> to, you know, increase their prices, but they're definitely, I think they're learning that uh, they can charge more. And, you know, I, I'm an example of that. Like when I started running out my house, I put it at uh, $150 a night, which I at the time thought was a, was a very, you know, uh, a really good deal for me because it's just, you know, so much more than if you rent out long term. But uh, soon enough, I realized that people were willing to pay much more. And also with yeah. the rise of, you know, the the smart pricing applications that are out na- out there that people are using and even the Airbnb's own smart pricing algorithm, although I think it significantly underprices listings, but but still, yeah. I think hosts are are getting more help with uh, determining what the optimal price is, and um, and they've gotten a lot smarter with it. Yeah, I think uh, there was an article that I read a long time ago that it said something that you know how how you price yourself is how you define your listing. So, I mean. We see that a lot of hosts are, of course, you know, pricing themselves a little bit more because the service that they provide is sometimes even much better than hotels. So it makes sense to charge more. Yep. I totally agree. I totally agree. As the Airbnb hosts are learning to deliver a better product, they can, they can also charge more. But I think it's something yeah. that, uh, I mean, it shows, you know, when you look at the Airbnb pricing, uh, algorithm, the smart pricing, it shows mm-hmm. that Airbnb wants to keep the image of, you know, being cheaper than hotels. So I think that's why they're advising hosts to sort of price a little lower than, than what would be optimal. Yeah. It makes sense from from Airbnb side to to keep it that way, but hopefully, you know, at the same time, they have to think about the hosts that you know they they are spending a lot of time working on this. So hopefully, there's a mutual agreement on that. Yeah, well, they have to uh, they have to keep the interest of the host and the guest in mind, yep. which you know, obviously, with pricing, that's the one thing where the interests are kind of like opposite. <laughs> So yeah. I guess Airbnb can't uh, can't really be a good advisor on on that. I, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, there's one more article that uh, I wanted to quickly mention, and it's uh, it's actually written by somebody who's who's been on the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. His name is Seth Porch, and he's a uh, contributor for Forbes. And he writes the well. The name of the article is the one gadget that solves Airbnb host's biggest problem. And you know, when I saw the headline, the first thing I thought is. That's a very smart headline because yep. you know, whatever whatever it may be, I want I want to know what it is, and um, you know I don't know if if this is actually the biggest problem that an Airbnb host faces, but but um, in any case, he uh, he talks about a little gadget that's called a Ring video doorbell, and that you can use to to see who's in front of your door, basically. Um, so, you know, he, he talks about, uh, that one of the problems or the biggest problems that Airbnb hosts face is that people show up with more people than they were supposed to. So they book a, they book a place for four people and they show up with five or six. Yeah. I think this is actually a very useful tool just in my experience, you know, even as a guest, like you see, like sometimes there are like last minute you know, emergencies where you actually have to bring someone with you and you kind of feel like you have to do that secretly, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to bother the host. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's pretty fair for, for hosts to use this just because it's their property. And of course, 
um, they want to make sure that everything goes right. And, and I think, you know, it, it makes sense for them to, to have something like this. Yeah, I think it's important because in some places, Airbnb hosts are legally not allowed to host more than a certain amount of people because of, mm. uh, you know, fire security uh, regulations. For example, in Amsterdam, the maximum is four. So if I were to host five people, then I would, you know, I would not comply with those regulations. Well, I'm not, I'm not complying with the regulations anyway. Uh, actually, this year yeah. I am. I haven't hosted for 60 days yet, so I'm still... I'm still illegal, <laughs> but not for long. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think I mean people have to be honest, right? If you say they're coming with right. four people, then you shouldn't you shouldn't bring more people than than that you reserve for. But um, it's the interesting part is that uh, Seth actually mentions to his guests that he has this video doorbell and he frames it as something mm. that's for their security, and yeah. so the guests automatically realize that if they're going to come with more people that he's going to notice it. And so that, that alone, uh, apparently prevents, uh, people from showing up with more people than communicated. Yeah. I think, uh, that's probably the fifth feature that they have. Um, I would say that I, I was talking to a host at the Airbnb open and he was saying that, the first time that he hosted, uh, I mean, that he opened his door to like Airbnb guests, uh, he actually, you know, had more people that came in into his apartment and they actually, they burned the house uh, because they threw up a secret party. So that to me is like insane. Um, and like, I will be willing to spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars uh, on things like this, on like security um you know, hardwares that, that could prevent all these issues because down the line, there are people that don't respect your listing and, and don't follow regulations. So yeah, I mean, this is very useful. So if you uh, if you're interested, ring.com, you can, uh, you can get one for $199. So the video doorbell. And with that, we've come to the end of the episode. So Sylvia, thank you very much for joining us today thank you jasper uh, it's been a blast it absolutely has and uh, next week there will be another episode and there'll be somebody else from the hostly team who will be on the airbnb news podcast so looking forward to that and for the listeners thanks for listening and if you want to stay updated about airbnb news you can also sign up for my newsletter i send one out every monday with a bunch of headlines uh, some Airbnb hosting tips, as well as some featured listings and some special deals. So if you want to receive that, just go to getpaidforyourpet.com and there you can leave your email address and then you will be updated every week. And of course, every Thursday, there's a news episode and every Monday, there's an interview that you can listen to as well. So thanks for listening and see you next time. Airbnb hosts in the US who want to maximize their profit, pay attention because Everbooked can help you do this. Everbooked provides nightly optimized pricing, a comparison tool that shows you where your competition is at, and a market reports tool that gives you the bigger picture and tells you where the best places are to invest. Sign up now for Everbooked and use code GPFYP to get the first three months for free. Get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet.
your pet. Get paid for your pet.